a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, 9th of June, and welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you? I'm good. That's I'm good. good. It's, it's a nice day here, and you know, nice relaxing day. Nothing happening in the news cycles. Okay. <laughs> nothing. You know, same old, same old, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing important. <laughs> nothing, nothing worthy of talking about. Okay, then. Nighty night, folks. <laughs> That's it for us. Have a great weekend. We're uh, kids. No, look, uh, normally on a Friday night, we would kind of break the show up into four uh, topics. Tonight, two. Two topics. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's there's two major things happening in the news cycle right now. One of them you may not even know about. The other one is all over the news cycle. True. You know, and that's what you might not know about is to shh, keep it quiet. Yes, yes, and the one you do know about is meant to capture your attention. Yes, and I think it has captured not only our country's attention but the world's. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to get into all of this. Um, each one of us has prepared an opening statement tonight, and they're going to correspond with the two segments of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so I'm going to go first tonight. Okay. So, something a little different for us. We don't do that very often, but uh, because we, I, I think we kind of need to take these in chronological order as to what happened yesterday. I, th- I think this is probably the best way to do it. Um, I agree. In the in the second segment tonight, Diane, you're talking about the Trump indictment. Yes, you mean the uh, bogus witch hunt? Yes, or I should say the bogus indictment of a true witch hunt. That would be the accurate way to describe it. Yes. So stay tuned for that, folks. You don't want to miss that. But we'll start with the news regarding Joe Biden tonight. 
Okay. Okay, and here's the opening statement. The FBI defines an FD-1023 as one of many forms the FBI uses to collect and catalog information for its law enforcement and national security work. The FBI says the form is used by agents to record unverified reporting from a confidential human source, and that confidential human source information is highly sensitive. The FD-1023 in question with regard to Joe Biden is staggering, or it would be if Justice was indeed blind. But under the Biden regime, Lady Justice has distinctly partisan eyes, and they're wide open. The document, from what is considered a highly credible source, details then-VP Joe Biden's bribery payout or receipt to the tune of $5 million from an executive at the Ukrainian company Burisma. Sound familiar? It should. That's the Ukrainian company Hunter Biden was in bed with while the big guy Joe Biden was the VP. That's the company that was under investigation by a prosecutor in Ukraine before Joe got that prosecutor fired in what can only be accurately defined as a quid pro quo deal. The exec wanted U.S. oil rights and to get involved with a U.S. oil company, and when the highly credible source asked why his or her help was needed because Hunter Biden was on their board of directors, the executive responded, because he's dumb. The other thing wanted by the Burisma exec was to have Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin fired. Now, mm-hmm. according to the source, the executive paid $5 million to Hunter and $5 million to Joe Biden to get what he wanted. The Burisma executive told the confidential source that he didn't pay the big guy directly. He said the Burisma executive told him he paid the Bidens in such a manner through so many different bank accounts that investigators would not be able to unravel this for at least 10 years. And that's just what's contained in one 1023 form, but according to information reviewed so far, there are at least two more such forms out there and the FBI will be compelled next week to turn <clears throat> to turn those over as well. Yes. Very interesting, especially the forms being used, those FD-1023. It takes a lot of forensic digging to get to the bottom of them. They're not your, you know, normal tax form. No, it's it's not a it's not a standard memo type of thing. Uh, right. These are official forms that uh, the FBI uses right. uh, when they have a, a whistleblower or an agent or somebody, uh, uh, in this case a human source is what they're right. calling it, that, that comes to them with information. And from what we know, the human source on this, while not named for that human source's protection, is highly credible and a highly paid human source by the FBI. Make no mistake about it. This was not a document that was discovered. This is a document literally created by the FBI. Yeah. Now, this confidential source, he actually is a highly respected businessman. Right. And like Rick said, he wanted to get uh, 
the oil rights were involved in all that. But the executive was speaking with the confidential source basically to get advice on the best way to go forward with what he wanted to do in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, and this is a very interesting situation. Remember, Burisma is where Hunter Biden was working. He was on the board getting paid a lot of money for nothing. Right. right. He had no background in this field whatsoever. And and no knowledge of Ukraine, for that matter. Right. Okay, right. But, but he's on the board. Why? Well, Hunter claims he doesn't know, but he said probably because Ukraine people wanted to get close to Joe Biden, his dad, right? Well, no, they wanted to get close to Obama. Yeah, but they could. You know, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter can't get him close to Obama. Hunter can get him close to Joe. Joe and can get Joe. him close to Obama. Right. But, okay. Craig, let me say one thing here that a lot of people keep forgetting. All this stuff took place on Obama's watch. Right. This was before Zelensky was even a blimp on the Ukrainian radar. Well, okay. He has absolutely nothing right. to do with this. He is not dirty, corrupt. He's been trying to clean up the corruption. People have to understand we are talking about two totally different um, presidencies here. Well, and, and let me bring something else into this that, that most people don't quite understand either. This Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Slokin, was investigating Burisma for corruption. Right. Okay. So there you've got a prosecutor who's trying to end a portion of the corruption in Ukraine. And this is even before Zelensky, as you said. And you've got Joe Biden getting the prosecutor looking into corruption fired. Right. Now, that means that Joe Biden wanted that corruption to continue. Why? Of course he did. Because the Bidens were making money. Of course he did. And don't for a minute, folks, you have to remember also that the president at that time was an Obama-supported Ukrainian president. Right. Don't for a minute think that Obama wasn't getting any monies from this. There's no way to prove it at this time, but his, let's say, stench is all over it. Yes, it is. So here's what you got. Okay, you got Burisma, Ukrainian oil company, right? Ukrainian energy company, let's put it that way. Um, And they want a couple of things done. They want Viktor Slokin, the prosecutor in Ukraine, fired and they want to get in bed with a U.S. oil company. So right. they put Hunter Biden on the board of directors. Then they pay Hunter Biden $5 million and Joe Biden $5 million to get what they want. What does Joe do in return? He gets that prosecutor fired post-haste. Exactly. That's because- both bribery and quid pro quo. Right. The prosecutor, I mean, Biden at that point has suspected what the prosecutor was really doing. 
Yeah, he didn't want he didn't want the the company that was paying his kid a lot of money, of which Joe was getting a cut. He didn't want that company going no. under. No, and it's still my belief that by Bi- uh, Biden, Daddy, was the intermediary big guy, and that the big guy of this whole operation was Obama himself. That's why you have not, in my opinion, why you have not heard hide nor hair from Obama about this. Now, here's the interesting part, right? Slocan gets fired. And we've got Biden on videotape, Joe, telling people in Ukraine, hey, you know, you ain't getting the billion dollars unless you get rid of the prosecutor. And according to Biden, Son of a bitch. They fired him. Right. Okay, there's the quid pro quo. Now, the $5 million, $5 million to Hunter, $5 million to Joe, there's the bribery. Okay, so this is essentially exactly what Trump was being accused of by liberals when the whole quid pro quo thing was brought up and Trump was impeached for it. It turns out it was worse than quid pro quo because it was quid pro quo and bribery, but it wasn't Trump involved in it. It was Joe Biden. Exactly. And there's some um, talk about who this whistleblower might be. And the only thing they know to date is that it's someone at a very, very high level of Burisma. And it's even been put out there that Possibly, but they have no way of knowing, but possibly it could actually be the head of Burisma himself, a man by the name of Mikhail Ziochevsky. Possibly. Possibly. We don't know. That, that's no, we the, don't know. It's, we know it's some highly placed executive with Burisma right. who made the payout. I mean, you know, that's, that's $10 million total going to two Bidens. Right. All right. Now, you, I wonder got, if uh, if Hunter, you know, blew that in a couple of days worth of uh, getting high. <laughs> getting high on hookers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you got to wonder, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's here's what you got now. You've got this information out there. the The highly placed source says the executive from Burisma told him. We made these payouts. We paid the Bidens, past tense. We paid the Bidens in a manner which will take 10 years to unravel. Now, why is that? Well, we know why that is. It's because the Bidens had at least, at least 20 different shell company LLCs by which to launder money. Right. And they still have quite a few folks. Now, the the all this stuff is unraveling. They said it was going to take 10 years. Well, it's not taking 10 years, okay? Um, from the time they started looking into it, which was two years ago, they're at this point now. They, they know about the bribery, and they know about the money, and they know about the Shell LLC corporations. They know about the, the dirty, filthy, uh, corrupt dealings that the Bidens have not only with Ukraine, but with several other foreign countries, including China, okay? They know all of this now. We also know now that there are at least two more of these 1023 forms out there 
that are going to deal with further corruption regarding Mm -hmm. Joe Biden directly, okay? And we know that the House Oversight Committee, under the uh, leadership of James Comer, is going to demand next week that those 1023 forms be turned over by the FBI, just like he demanded that this one get turned over, which it did yesterday, yesterday being the deadline, had it not been turned over, James Ray was going to face contempt of Congress charges. Right, and he finally got scared. Up until this point, he really didn't care right. what the other side said. He played it out as long as he could. But the thing is here now, when this all comes to light and you see little baby Hunter crying, I didn't mean to do this, I didn't mean to do that, you know, whatever performance he's going to put on, just know that Daddy Joe is going to pardon him. Yeah, um, that is pretty much a given. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you and I are going to be co-writing an article, not for next week, but for the week after. Right. And and that pardon scenario is something that we're going to deal with in that article. Right. It's it's not quite what people think. It's pretty convoluted. Yes. You know, I mean, it really is. And I don't want to get into it tonight. No, no, I'm not but, going to. But, you know, we will get into it in uh, a week and a half. But We haven't uh, written it yet. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's going to take some doing. I, I've got to come up with a way of of making it easy to understand and clear enough to understand so that, so that people get it and, and understand going forward what's about to happen and why. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to be handling a different aspect of that. Um, but it, it will be very interesting because we stand back and look at the big picture. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a kind of an in-depth look at what's really going on here. But one of the interesting things, Diane, about this whole deal was this came out about Joe Biden that, that 1023 was handed over to the full committee, okay, and also bear in mind, folks, this is not a classified document. This 1023 right. is not classified. That no. means that Diane and I and everybody listening should have access to reading it. But we don't. But we don't. Not yet. Now, the, yeah. the only thing that should be retracted in that entire deal is the name of the human source. Right. That's for he and his family's own sake. Or she and her families, also, because uh, we don't know yet. Sure, they're pretty sure it's a man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. You're being uh, politically correct. No, I'm. I'm just <laughs> being legally correct. Oh, okay. 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 Um, you say so. I do because we, we don't know who it is, and and therefore we've got to cover the bases. Okay. Yeah. So now, so what's that's, really funny, Craig, is the White House keeps saying that Papa Joe has never been involved in his son's business dealings uh-huh. and yeah. has never discussed them with him. Right. They're holding to that. Do they think the American public is that stupid? They're hoping. They're, They're hoping, hoping but and, it's, and and I guarantee you, 
some of the people, some of the voters on the left side of the aisle are that stupid. Now, here's here's the other interesting part of this. This this document, the 1023, went to the committee yesterday afternoon, shortly after which the basics of it were released to the press. Right. Okay. Only a couple hours later, the second half of tonight's show hit the press. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why the timing is critical. Right. So, obviously, this was not a coincidence. The timing of the second was not a coincidence regarding the timing of the first. Correct. Okay. So, you've got this this deal out there. Now, what is the mainstream media doing with it? Absolutely nothing. They're not touching it. They won't go near it. They're ignoring it. They're acting as though nothing happened. Right. All right. They're they're providing duck and cover, ass cover, for Joe and Hunter Biden, specifically for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. You go back 30, 40 years ago, if something like this came out, oh, my God, the media would have been all over it. Not, well, not now. 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't totally run by the Democrat Party, the media. Well, yeah, but even even though you know, a good portion of it was, they were more interested in getting the scoop and getting the the story. They were interested in getting the the truth and, and being the first to have the truth because yeah, there was you know a good deal of bragging rights and and a good deal of of uh, you know elite uh, name recognition if you were the first source to get to the bottom of it. Well, that's not the case anymore because the mainstream media is definitely partisan. They're covering for Joe Biden. They they don't want anything to do with this. They don't want to go close to it. Now, we're in uh, an election cycle. Yeah, it's early. We still got 16 to 18 months, depending on you know which states start voting in September, um, you know, before the general election. But I'm telling you, this is going to play a crucial part in what's coming up for 2024. Oh, absolutely. Now, when absolutely. asked about it, when asked about it yesterday, Joe Biden laughed it off and he said, you know, they, the question was asked, you know, what about this, this bribery and this $5 million? Do you know what Joe's response was? He, he looked and he had a smile on his face and he says, where's the money? Right. Well, he knows where it is. It's hidden. It's it was laundered through twenty different shell LLCs. Exactly. We all know that. Exactly. I mean, this whole thing is ridiculous. Here it is. You have a major scam, scandal going on involving the president, and the media remains silent on it. Well, and, and why wouldn't they? What charges are well, going to be filed? Because, yeah, of course. You know. I mean, Biden's own DOJ, his his little sock puppet, Merrick Garland's going to cover for him. There's not going to be charges. No, they'll never. It, it, it won't even come to that because the pardon will come first. Yeah, and and again, that's that's fraught with controversy as well. We'll get into that in, in a week and a half. But you know, there's there's not going to be charges. Good Lord, 
they've been sitting, they, and when I say they, I mean the DOJ, the FBI, they've been sitting on this 1023 for almost three years. And the dates of it go back even further. The dates of it go back to 2017. That means they've been sitting, at least the FBI's been sitting on this thing for six years. Yep. And nothing is being done. Now, let me clear up that six years for you. First, they said there's no such document. They, right. they claim, the FBI claimed it was bogus. Then they said, right. well, yeah, there is, but it's classified. Now, when it turned out not to be classified, they said, well, we can't release it because we're in the middle of an investigation on it. Really? Six years later, suddenly you're investigating it? Really? Then, when well, you know, FBI Director Chris Ray was threatened with contempt of Congress, suddenly the document shows up. Well, you have to remember, they were very busy within the six-year period. They were covering for Hillary and her emails. They were very busy little guys there. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, had, a, they had a lot of uh, stuff to sweep under the carpet. Exactly. Apparently, this was one do. of them. Yeah, they still do. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm now very, very curious as to what might be in these other two 1023 forms. Are, are we going to see bribery from other countries, from other individuals in other countries? What do you think might be in it? I'm hoping the name Obama is in there. Boy, wouldn't that be something? I don't care where it's from. I just am hoping the name Obama will be there because if anyone thinks that Joe Biden and his drug-addicted son were smart enough on their own to pull something like this off, you're so wrong. Well, not everybody thinks they're both smart because that executive from Burisma said Hunter was dumb. That was his quote. Yes. The guy says, why do you need my help? In arranging this, you've got Hunter Biden on your board of directors. He said, well, because Hunter's dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, probably he's also, you know, pretty much high most of the time. Uh, Yeah, back then, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, but that doesn't that go further to making you scratch your head and go, well, why would Burisma put Hunter Biden on the board if the high executive in the Burisma company says he's stupid? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why there's more to this than we're getting on the surface. We're getting little bits and pieces, but this goes way, way deeper than that. You know, I think if you want to figure out who that highly placed executive is, I think you could find out mm-hmm. or at least narrow it down quite a bit. If you went to Hunter Biden's laptop and you looked at that photo of Joe and those Burisma executives posing for pictures on a golf course. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just about guarantee you that whoever this executive is who you know, from Burisma, who paid Hunter and Joe $5 million apiece, is in that photo. That's my speculation. Yeah, it's, yep. Yeah. yeah, that photo's been around, and it's it's still up there. Yeah. 
I mean, we um, can get that photo easily. I mean, if you want to narrow down the list of candidates for who paid the bribery of $5 million to Joe Biden, I think you'd stand a pretty good chance of getting close to whoever it is from that photo. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, the first one you have to look at is the man's name that I mentioned earlier, the actual head of Burisma. Well, you know, a $5 million payout to one guy and a $5 million payout to the other guy, that's going to take somebody with some strings to get that money flowing, right? Exactly. Now, that's you know, not what, pocket change. No, it's not. And I don't care if you're a big energy company. It's still not pocket change. The, uh, the confidential source, the human source in this thing, said that at one point... Uh, the executive said they paid $5 million to one Biden and $5 million to another Biden. And then later in the document, that executive clarified that $5 million went to Hunter and $5 million went to Joe. Right. So there's no. no wiggle room there. No. No. And if I was that whistleblower... I kind of lay low and hide out for a while because uh, you never know. An unfortunate accident can happen. It's happened to others. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I mean, you got to look at it from all those standpoints. So that was the first bit of news that dropped yesterday. Okay. And a couple hours later, the second big piece of news meant to take your eye off the first piece of news drop. Yes. And we're going to get to that here after we take a bottom of the hour break. So stay with us, folks. There's plenty more to come on Right Side Patriots after that. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Yes. 
Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Getting you through the Friday night edition of the show. Welcome to it. And if you miss any part of it, you're missing a lot. What you need to do is go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and listen to the entire show. Yes. All right, so we've dispensed with part one of yesterday's breaking news. Part two was meant to distract everybody from part one. And Diane, you've put together an opening statement regarding the Trump indictment. Right, and let's start by saying late yesterday, the Biden-controlled DOJ, upon completing their probe into last year's raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, issued 37 indictments against our former president regarding what they claim is wrongly being in possession of classified documents, some marked top secret. And these indictments range from 31 violations of the Espionage Act, willful detention of national defense information, obstruction of justice, conspiracy, false statements, and concealment under Title 18 of the U.S. Criminal Code. And according to Town Hall, if Trump was convicted, he could face up to 75 years in federal prison. And upon the issuing being made public, most of Trump's past and current nominee rivals came to his defense, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, his top rival for the 2024 nomination. Now, he accused the Justice Department of political bias in charging the former president, saying that, quote, The weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a moral threat to a free society. And then he added, quote, we have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law depending upon political affiliation. Now, DeSantis also questioned why the DOJ has been so zealous in bringing charges against Trump and so passive about going after Hillary Clinton or Joe and Hunter Biden. And how right Governor DeSantis is for Hillary Clinton, a.k.a. Miss Email Shredder, is still walking free, uncharged, unindicted, and unjailed, as to date is both Biden's. And Trump's former 2016 rival, Senator Marco Rubio, the vice chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, responded, quote, there is no limit to what these people will do to protect their power and destroy those who threaten it, even if it means ripping our country apart and shredding public faith in the institutions that hold our republic together. And those words summed it up best, for ripping our country apart is the Democrats' old goal. Rip it apart and rebuild her in fulfillment of Obama's transformation of America dream. But being overlooked is that with Trump's indictment, Democrats can and are diverting and deflecting attention away from Biden's $5 million bribe-taking, giving them their perfect excuse for replacing the Biden-Harris ticket with Obama's shill Hillary and whomever she picks as VP. Trump v. Hillary, round two, it would be. But if Trump is found guilty and cannot campaign from prison, 
since he's legally, you know, able to still run, Obama and his buddy Soros will have taken America down without barely lifting a finger. You know, it's a bizarre situation. And I mean, we we have entered bizarro territory with this. Uh, No sitting or no uh, former president, I should say. Uh, has ever been indicted on federal charges? No, I, I it, off the top of my head, I can't think of any that have ever. I don't even think Nixon's charges were were on that kind of level. I don't know that Nixon was ever actually charged. I mean, he resigned. He resigned uh, before the charges were brought. Yeah, and Gerald Ford. Uh, then pardoned him, uh, right. you know, for any involvement in it. And so, you know, I'm not sure any any actual charges were ever filed uh, in that case. You bring up some interesting points in, in your uh, statement there, your opening statement. You know, Hillary bleach-bitted. She had a, a server in her bathroom. She right. shredded, uh, destroyed uh, 32,000 emails. Uh, she smashed apart hard drives with hammers. Trump, right. Trump, Trump do any of that? No, he didn't. But let me put in a thought before I get into that. There's one mistake Trump did make. Um, we all know that the main race for the nomination at this point is between Trump and DeSantis. And we know the animosity Trump has shown towards DeSantis. But even with all that, Governor DeSantis came out and said, if he were to become president, if by some chance he got the nomination and became president, one of his first acts on day one would be to pardon President Trump in full of all charges. That's huge. That's huge, and that shows the kind of person he is. Right. But anyway, okay. Now, what specifically were you asking? Well, I, I you know, just just kind of a rhetorical question, if you will. I mean, we know what Hillary did. She bleach bitted. She she destroyed emails. Um, you know, she she broke hard drives with hammers. Uh, right. Trump Trump didn't do any of that, did he? No, no. The one mistake President Trump made, and I don't know if it was because of ego or just simple oversight, everybody knows Mar-a-Lago is the old Marjorie Post home. I mean, it's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's huge. And when you move into a house, you do things to make that house your own. The first thing President Trump should have done when he became president was cordon off an area and sort of make it a walk-in safe where anything to do with the government could be placed in that safe under a lock. And remember, Mar-a-Lago was patrolled by Secret Service. If all that had been done, the DOJ and everybody else would have no case against him because it would be under lock, basically under a heavy lock in a secured room in a home that's controlled by the Secret Service. I mean, that's a good point. You know, I mean, it, uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, 
it's hard to speculate why he didn't do right. something like that. But, you know, Mar-a-Lago is kind of a fortress in and of itself, and especially when it's patrolled and, and protected by the U.S. Secret Service. Maybe he just didn't feel that was necessary. I don't know. I don't know because some of these documents, unfortunately, were found in a ballroom, a bathroom, a shower, his office, his bedroom, and a storage room. That was, in my opinion, carelessness. If it's true. If it's, no, it appears to be true. It appears to be true. Um, the bulk of it was in a storage room. And I'm guessing if something was, let's say, in his bedroom, he was taking, he took it in there to read and left it on a table or whatever. I think it was unintentional acts of carelessness that caused this whole thing really to, to you know, sky, skyrocket. Well, if everything had been kept in one place, in a walk-in, secured safe, in a home that's patrolled by Secret Service, what do they have? They have nothing. Yeah, that's true, but... What do they have as it is? I mean, that's that's also a question that I think needs to be asked. They're saying there was 102 classified documents, use your air quotes, and I say use your air quotes because at the time he took those to Mar-a-Lago, he was the president and he had the power right. to declassify Absolutely. the documents. Now, if those, classifieds, if those documents had been declassified by Trump and he says they were, then what do they have now? I am not sure, but um, Turley, you know, he's um, he's a Democrat, but a, a true JFK Democrat who appears on Fox News a lot as right. a legal expert. He's a constitutional attorney. He said the indictment is a serious threat to Trump. Yeah. Now, whether it is or not, that's going to be part of what we're going to be bringing out in a week and a half. But in some of the information I've seen, he makes some strong cases, but not, you know, locked down, tied up. This is the end of Trump cases. Now, you, you mentioned the Espionage Act. Uh-huh. And, and potential violations thereof. As I understand the Espionage Act, to be in violation of it, you have to have a nefarious motive. Right. And I don't believe Trump had a nefarious motive. And I, folks, I'll I tell you either. right off, you know, I'll tell you right off the bat, I voted for Trump twice. I will vote for him a third time if he gets the nomination. But I personally prefer that the nominee was Governor Ron DeSantis. However, even though I prefer DeSantis as president, I'm not going to stand there and let a man that was a good president be hung up to dry for, for the same infractions that nobody is even touching Biden for. Or Hillary. Worse. His his document spew, let's say, was worse. Well, yeah, his document, yeah, Biden's documents were found all over the place in his garage, 
uh, right. you know, various places inside the house at the Penn Biden Center in Chinatown in California, for Christ's sake. Exactly. So, you know, here it is. Trump's were all in his home. Uh, yeah, carelessly placed, but they were in his home, which is secured by the Secret Service. Biden's were everywhere. Well, let's not forget, when Biden took those documents, he had no ability to declassify them. Right. Because he was vice president, and a vice president has not that ability. Now, let me ask you, Diane, a rhetorical question regarding the, the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Trump, being the president, had the... Uh, the right to declassify anything, correct? Right. Okay. Absolutely. We're talking about 102 different documents, right? Mm-hmm. If he had declassified those, what difference does it make where in the house they were found? If those were declassified documents, he could have literally held them to the refrigerator with magnets, and there wouldn't be right. anything wrong with it, correct? Well, it's my personal opinion and the timing of this seems to play into this. If President Trump had not made that silly phone call on the golf course a few weeks ago to his golfing buddies and pulled out some documents concerning our actions, military actions regarding Iran, this might not be as serious as it is for the simple fact that that document that they were talking about is missing. That's a, that's an interesting point and a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's you know i i can I can understand calling the documents that were in Mar-a-Lago, um, you know, carelessness. But mm-hmm. if they were if they were declassified, it doesn't make any difference. Exactly. I mean, you know, exactly. like I said, he could put them up on with magnets on the front of the fridge if if they were declassified. Um, I think, I you know, I think obviously this is more, uh, you know, bogus get Trump witch hunt stuff that you were talking about uh, when we opened the show uh, tonight. I don't think there's really much to this outside of that one phone call on the golf course that you just brought up. Yeah, but that's I th- very serious. Well, it is, but I don't know that a, a good attorney couldn't poke holes in it. But here's the thing. I don't care what attorneys you got. I don't care if you got OJ's attorneys involved mm-hmm. in this. I think even if there is completely 100% exculpatory evidence, they're going to go after Trump and, and convict him anyway. Yeah. But here's something extremely disturbing. Trump's main attorneys today walked away. Two of them did. Yes. That, folks, is a little scary because here it is. They've been involved in the whole thing. This indictment comes out. They go through all the FBI information and they they leave. Do we know if they left on their own, or do we do we wonder if Trump didn't tell them, you're done? 
Let's just leave that for a week and a half. Okay. All right. I, you know, it's just, okay. just just something that needs to be Okay. Yeah, no, I have asked. some information, but I, okay. I think it kind of needs to go into our report. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, let's look they at a different... resign, by the way. I will tell you, though, they did resign. Okay. All right. Um, that's, that's fine. We'll leave it set right there. Um, let's look at a different aspect, uh, of this. Um, Trump on Tuesday, and obviously we're going to be talking about this in the first segment of the show on Tuesday. Absolutely. Uh, Trump will be in court in Miami on Tuesday. Do we know what we can expect on Tuesday? Well, it's, you know, the local branch, I guess, of the federal court for the surrounding counties. And uh, I think there there will be a tremendous police presence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an area I would want to go into at this point. And I don't live in Miami, folks, so it's not even, you know, something I can hop, skip, and jump into, even though I'm in South Florida. Um, you could you could take the uh, right side Patriots helicopter down there. Oh, okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's going to be a lot of protesting that day by the courthouse, both pro and con okay. for Trump. Um, I really think they should have somehow insisted on a change in venue. I don't think he can really get a fair trial. In Miami. In Miami, even though DeSantis turned it red. Well, still, you know, there's a lot of, let's say, certain sections of Miami are not the most desirable, while other sections are like top in the nation. Right. I know when the liberal judges and lawyers pick their jury people, they don't go for the ones that really think and reason and, you know, want to do the right thing. Okay. A lot of times you see a lot of partisan shills on juries. Okay. Well, let me ask maybe more specifically a couple of questions. Is what happens Tuesday a formal arraignment? From what I understand, it is. Okay. That means, being as that these are federal charges and it's a formal arraignment, there will be an arrest, correct? I don't know if that's done right away or if the arraignment, because there are so many charges might not be done in one day. Well, I, well, I guess... You've got 31 charges alone on violation of the Espionage Act. Right. But all they have to do in an arraignment is read the charges out loud. Right. Right. Okay. So if there's an arrest, then there will be a fingerprinting, there will be a mugshot, and quite possibly a perp walk. I, 
Look, there wasn't in New York with the phony Stormy Daniels nonsense. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't federal charges. That no, was that a civil wasn't case, federal. right? But I don't know at this point. Even our local papers are. They're like, you get some information from one paper and then it contradicts in another. Right. I'm not sure because this has never happened to a president of the United States. I know. This this is all uncharted territory. That's exactly it. I mean, we're, we're literally in deep uncharted waters here. Exactly. Now, I, I, I guarantee you, if there is a mugshot, that mugshot will appear on coffee mugs as the Trump mugshot in fundraisers God, for it, Trump. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not making a joke. I'm telling you seriously. This is going to happen, and it's going to raise millions of dollars for President Trump. Yeah. But you know what, Craig? He can raise... Millions and millions, he can raise a billion dollars. That's not going to help against these charges. No, but it's going to help the campaign. It's going to help the campaign, but some of the um, his opposition, who were not so nice, have said he needs to drop out. Right. Asa Hutchinson was one of those. Right. Um, right. You know, uh, Chris Christie... Uh, doesn't like Trump at all. Mitt Romney doesn't like Trump at all. Well, Mitt Romney is doesn't matter in this. Well, but you know, Mitt Romney is a sitting senator. Okay. Yeah. And and also, interestingly enough, but not surprising at all, is the fact that we haven't heard Bupkis from Mitch McConnell, who's the Republican leader in the Senate. How about Mike Pence? Mike Pence, nothing. Heard nothing. Nothing. And first of all, I am so against Mike Pence running because if Mike Pence had done the right thing, we wouldn't be in the situation we are today. I cannot stomach that man. I, I can't either. Now here's one of the charges involves conspiracy. Right. Well, a conspiracy takes at least two people. So who else is getting indicted on that end of it? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. The Constitution is very specific on certain things. There were even rumages today on some local stations that this could be treason. No, it cannot be. It's not. Okay. I mean, treason has to be in the process or wanting to overthrow the government. This had nothing to do with that whatsoever. But, you know, you have. Your Trump haters, yeah, who will say anything. I'm not a Trump hater. I will vote for him if he gets the nomination. I just, me personally, as many know, I think it's time to turn the reins of power over to the next generation. Um, and I'm getting a lot of flack for that, but I'm strong and I can take the BS that's being thrown out. To quote Alan West, you don't take flack until you're over the target. Exactly. Exactly. Congratulations on getting yourself over the target. Target, right. <laughs> I've been there many times. You yeah, know, both so of us. Yeah. Um, but I will 100% support President Trump when a bunch of bogus BS is being thrown at him. And, and this looks like a bunch of that. 
it does all of this is really divert and deflect to not only keep your eyes off of Biden, but for the Democrats, they now have an excuse to get rid of Biden and put Hillary in. We're gonna we're gonna get into that in a week and a half too. Yes. Okay. But I think that's behind a lot of this. I think you're right. You and I had the same thought in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a couple of more questions in the five minutes or four minutes that we have left. Okay. With the arraignment, if there's an arrest, I would almost guarantee you that Trump will have to surrender his passport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a trial standard. date. Yeah, yeah. A standard operating procedure. My guess is the trial will not take place until next year. Oh, absolutely. Just as the the season, the election season is really heating up after the first of the year. Why, oh, Diane, make- you're becoming as cynical as I am. <laughs> they're going to make it hell for Trump, where he's bogged down in so many court dates, he can't campaign, and he needs to campaign to independence. You know, everybody, the only Trumpers think that this has totally 100% garnered him the nomination. They're wrong. Because there are many Republicans that are vacillating. Well, we like Trump, but we're sick of his mouth. Well, and there are other Republicans that, you know, they say, well, you know, we're kind of on the fence. We kind of like DeSantis, or we like this person or that person, Mm -hmm. too. But all this piling on, I think, is going to have a boomerang effect. I, I think I think you're going to have a, a segment of the voters out there who have been undecided, and I don't know that that's even possible, but I think it is, um, right. that, that are undecided at this point that are now going to start leaning toward Trump because they see this as piling on and bogus and a witch hunt of partisan epic proportions. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible at this point, right? I mean, anything's possible at this point. And um, according to a source that I just went into, uh, Trump is expected to surrender to Miami authorities on Tuesday. So you and I are going to be watching that whole thing very closely all day Tuesday because Tuesday night, the very first segment of the show, the first 30 minutes of the show, are going to be detailing what transpired Tuesday in Miami and what we can expect to happen next. Exactly. It's it's not going to be pretty, folks. It's really not going to be pretty because this is setting precedent. This has never happened in U.S. history before. And this is all a Democrat, I'm sorry, conspiracy to keep the reins of power, to discredit this man. This is a true witch hunt. I'll tell you what, I, I can't argue with any bit of that. So yeah. the, the situation is, stay tuned. Uh, we've got the Biden situation going on and the press not talking about it. we got the Trump situation going on and the press all over that to distract you from the Biden situation. We're going to keep our eye on both ends of it. Absolutely. 
You know, and like every other time anything of importance comes up, what you'll get from Right Side Patriot is the truth. Exactly. With with that, Diane, you and I have run out of time for the Friday night show. Yes, we have. So with that, we'll say nighty-night and see you on Tuesday, or hear you on Tuesday. Folks, you have a great weekend. Make it one of the best weekends you've ever had. And we'll catch up with you on Tuesday. Bye-bye.